Saint Charles de Foucauld, a French priest and martyr, wrote that the moment I realized that God existed, I could not do otherwise than to live for him alone. Faith strips the mask from the world, reveals God in everything. It makes nothing impossible and renders meaningless such words as anxiety, fear, and danger, so that the believer goes through life calmly and peacefully, with profound joy, like a child in hand with his mother. Those words kind of resonated with me, uh, because there was a time in my life when I was unsure of God's existence. I questioned it. I remember even discovering that word agnostic and being rather pleased with myself. I've found the word that describes me. Believers in God sort of puzzled me. You know, they kept on talking about the importance of faith, of belief in God. Yet, like so many people today, I was starting to see faith and belief as something obsolete, foolish. It was something our grandparents did. You know, we have reason and science. Uh, we are enlightened, we think. We want proof. We want to see the evidence. That's where I found myself for a time. I wanted that proof. Because to me, faith seemed contrary, in conflict with proof or even reason. And I think that's a very, very common situation for people today. Even some of us who come to Mass here obediently on weekends, on some level, wonder why we still come. Perhaps that's because a lot of us define faith as merely accepting something without evidence, or accepting some sort of myth or superstition. But think about it. That's an arrogant stance to take. Have some humility, right? Such a stance assumes, for example, that intellectual giants like St. Pope John Paul II or Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, just read something that man wrote. He's brilliant, he's brilliant. Or St. Thomas Aquinas, my patron saint, right? One of the most brilliant uh, theologians in, in the Western, Western history. Uh, taking this stance um, is to suggest that these men didn't think rationally about the most important things in their lives. It also assumes that the 1.2 billion or so Catholics alive right now on earth don't use their brains when they come to choose to have faith and believe. But we're not dumb, right? We're not dumb, at least not all of us. Not all 1.2 billion of us are stupid. Faith is reasonable. Just not in the same way as a scientific proof is reasonable. After all, God is not something that can be studied using science, physical sciences. I mean, the realm of physical science is that of physical things. 
things that can be measured and observed using matter, energy, and so on. But God is not a being or a force or an energy in the world. We're not going to find him on some distant planet, for example. We're not going to find him by going to a certain altitude in the atmosphere and looking on the clouds. He's not there. Not physically, anyway. He is, instead, being itself. In a way, outside of, above, if you will. Not spatially above, but ontologically above. The universe, or as some people would even say, the universe is. He's not in the universe. He created the universe. So then, if faith is reasonable, as I'm claiming, how is it? How so? Well, take our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews. It reminded us of the key moments in the life of Abraham, the man whom we call our father in faith in the Eucharistic prayers. Um, God asked Abraham to leave everything, to go travel. But he didn't tell Abraham where to go at first. But Abraham went. He packed up and went. God told Abraham he would have many descendants, even though he and his wife were in their, like, 90s. But he trusted the Lord, and he was given a son, Isaac. Then God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Abraham was ready to do just that as well. Why would he do these things? I think because, perhaps... He knew the Lord. Not just facts about the Lord, but he knew the Lord. The Lord had spoken to him and realized that he could, he realized that he could trust the Lord. As the reading today said, he thought that the one who had made the promise was trustworthy. Likewise, we have faith in God, in his church, and in all that he asks of us. Not because we have figured out that he exists using our own mental efforts. That is possible. We can prove the existence of God using just reason, but that's about as far as we can go. He exists, right? But we don't have faith because we've merely figured that out. And we certainly don't have faith because our society is telling us we must believe. On the contrary, At every level of our society and governments and culture and our schools, we are told that Catholicism and faith is ridiculous, that it's archaic, that we need to abandon it. Never mind that this faith is the foundation on which Western civilization and all the freedoms we enjoy in it was built. But I digress. We do not have faith these days because society tells us that it's a good idea. It tells us just the opposite these days, uh, to its detriment. In reality, it's simpler than all of this. Faith comes when we encounter the persons of the Trinity. If we encounter them, we don't doubt them. If I experience your presence, if I see you there, if I shake your hand, if you ask something of me, Or if you give me something, if I talk to you and I hear you respond, if I know you, I don't doubt that you exist. 
if I see your handiwork in the world. Maybe you built something and I see it there. Well, then I don't doubt that you existed. I see this ambo here, this podium. I know there was a carpenter who built this. He was a relative, I think, of some of our, our parishioners here, or a friend. I don't doubt he existed. But still, how do we know, more concretely, how do we know about God and his existence? Well, for me, and it's different for different people, some people come to God's a faith in God through um, God's, the beauty in the world that reflects God's beauty. Um, the goodness of Christians can convert some of us uh, to faith. But for me, the encounter began with intellectual study, the truth of the faith. I studied St. Thomas Aquinas' proofs for the existence of God. I picked up a catechism of sorts and began to see that at least it wasn't unreasonable or illogical to believe to have faith. But that intellectual understanding wasn't enough. And that's important to know. Knowledge isn't enough. Because we can always be skeptical of what we're told. We can always be skeptical of what we have thought or think we've learned. Faith wasn't real for me, I think, until I spent time in prayer and had a few experiences of God's presence and his divine providence. Then, once I realized God existed, as St. Charles said, everything changed. And rightly so. If God exists, then all of this stuff he's given us, it becomes reliable. The scriptures, the church, the sacraments, the creed, all of it. Suddenly our lives become about something more. When we read Jesus' words in the gospel, do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. We realize he's speaking to us, that he's pleased to give us entrance into heaven if we don't become too attached to the things of this world. Where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. How true. Think about it. Why would a man forego the beauty of marriage? Why would he forego the beauty of marriage for the priesthood? Why would a young woman do the same to enter a convent? Why do we give generously to the poor when we have our own needs? Why do we support the Catholic Church? Why, in all of these ways, does something that seems like a sacrifice bring us a happiness and a joy? Perhaps it's because we know, at least somewhat, that God exists as our Father, that he's trustworthy, and that he has asked something of us, and so we do it with joy. There can be no way to do justice in one little homily uh, to that word faith. But if, we, but if there is one thing I want you to take away from the message today, it's this. Faith is reasonable. Faith is reasonable. Because if one has experienced God's presence in prayer and in his providence, we see his work in the world and in our lives, well, then it's tough to doubt that he's with us. 
In fact, I would say it is unreasonable to do so. And if God exists, well, that should change everything about how we live our lives. Uh, We should be anything but lukewarm Catholics. So I encourage you to do three things. First is to pray. Not just the rosary, not just listing off at the end of the day or even just occasionally the things we want and need from God. But to really talk to God, give him the time. Talk to God with patience and perseverance, persistence, and then listen as well. This is a two-way conversation, right? Pray. And second, study. Pick up a catechism. Go through some of the excellent programs that are available on formed.org. Or participate in the different programs we try to offer here throughout the year. If you have questions, ask. It's why I'm here for you, right? And see how reasonable it is to be Catholic. And finally, stay close to the sacraments, especially confession and the Holy Eucharist, where Jesus is always present among us. This is the thing that uh, greatly saddens me, that a vast majority of Catholics including a lot of the students I've taught over the you know, years here in, in, in our classes, they're not here anymore. They've wandered away. They don't come to Mass. Or they may show up for a baptism or, uh, you know, or for a confirmation or something, but then they don't, they don't return. I see them in town, but they don't come to join us at the altar. It's so disappointing because Jesus the creator of the universe, the God who loves us so much. He's right here. Stay close to him. So, pray, study, stay close to the sacraments, and always remember, faith is reasonable.